Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we will be talking with two AmeriCorps members serving with the Marshfield Clinic Health Systems AmeriCorps Community Corps program and learn about how they're helping to foster community and expand connections through their service. We are starting our conversation by talking with Sierra Fink, who's serving this year with Community Corps at the Girl Scouts of the Northwestern Great Lakes in Appleton. So Sierra, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here with you both. So Sierra, could you start off by telling us just a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Marshall Clinic's Community Corps program? I guess I wanted to start off by just saying the mission statement of AmeriCorps, which is to improve lives, strengthen communities, and foster civic engagement through service and volunteering. And so what I do is I work for the Girl Scouts. I have two separate areas I work in, but my main focus is in mental health. I have a background in mental health. So working part-time with the program department where we go out to local elementary schools and high schools and do like a Girl Scout kind of group there and do different curriculum based off of STEM or life skills or fun things. And then the other part I do is work with adult development and we create resources to help out troop leaders and volunteers that help out with Girl Scouts. So that's kind of my background on that. That's great. So then what does your day-to-day service look like at Girl Scouts of the Northwestern Great Lakes? Every day is different, um, which is super awesome. So some days I will be with my supervisor, River, who is awesome, and we'll be driving to, you know, one or two local elementary schools to hang out with the girls for a couple hours. Other days I'm kind of more independent, working in my cube on behavior management research or social and emotional learning kind of content to help out. So every day is definitely different. That's great. So how many roughly different girls are you working with throughout your service? Yeah, so... So through our member service plan, our goal is 400 girls for the whole term. And so far we've done like 120 girls so far total for this fall or this yeah fall semester here. That's great. So could you kind of walk us through some of the different activities you've done with the girls this year? Yes. I think my biggest and my favorite one is we did STEM and we did slime with the girls. And it was really fun because we did it with like four or five different schools. And as you know, you make something once, it's never the same (laughs) throughout. So kind of messing with colors and slime and just like having the girls guess, you know, what kind of consistency they think it would be or what kind of color they think it's going to be. Fun things like that. We've also made bracelets with the girls. We did like different paintings and different colorings. They love doing that. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff. We did a boot camp with them as well, like working out different stations. So across the board. (laughs) That's great. So what are the age ranges of the girls that you're working with? So we have first graders, we have third graders, we have fourth graders and fifth graders. And then this winter session, we'll have our um, high school girls, which I'm really excited about because that's more mature content and more with things that I'm interested in, like mental health and different, more serious topics and relationships and things like that. So that's great. That'll be a pretty wide ranging experience to get to work with. Absolutely. And then so with the younger girls, how many 
are you working with at a time typically? So I think our biggest classroom that size that we had was like 28 to 30 girls. And then the smallest one I think has been like five or six girls, which is pretty fun because of the fact that they all have just such different personalities and all have different like, you know, we want to, we want to talk to you, give you, you know, give us your attention kind of thing with the girls. And so it's fun when we do activities like singing and dancing and stuff that they can all be a part of as well. So that's wonderful. 28 is going to be a lot of folks at once. I know my <laughs> my daughter's in second grade and their troop is way smaller than that and what they're doing. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. 28. And then you said this spring, you're kind of adding in the older girls. So are there any specific activities that you're already planning and putting together for working with them? Yeah, that's funny that you actually asked that because we were just doing that over break. I worked a little bit to kind of think of some programs that we can do for the older girls. So I'm really excited. I plan on doing like a community service type project where we make fleece blankets with the girls and do like a half blankets, half do like nutrition, healthy snacks kind of thing with them. I have a lot of different relationship type activities planned with them, both with themselves and with others. And then, like I said before, a lot of mental health ones that I'm really excited to do with them. So more mature fun, more relaxed content. (laughs) So yeah. That'll be great. And then could you outline for us, you said there were two parts of your service. You're working with the girls directly and then doing some more desk work that's the development piece of other parts for the leaders and the adults. So give us a little bit of background about that. So the other part is adult development with Stephanie, who is such an awesome supervisor. It is her first year working with an AmeriCorps member and she is thrilled. She loves attending all the trainings and just being a part of it. So I'm really grateful for that. I just wanted to say that first off. So yeah, me and Stephanie right now are currently working on a mental health Girl Scout Learn. So we'll have different aspects that talks about youth stress, signs of burnout, and then different like mindfulness techniques and stuff like that, that the leaders get to learn for themselves, which then will then be able to transfer into the girls. And yeah, we're also doing a behavior management one, like classroom management, which is really cool. And then we also talk about different things for summertime that we're doing for the leaders in terms of like trainings and stuff. So it's a lot more working with volunteers and kind of how we can help them so that they can help the girls. That's great to really help build that foundation for them and get to see both parts of the the system while you're doing your service this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Since you're working actively with a bunch of youth and doing other piece, how has COVID impacted what you're doing this year? It's hard. Like I know I'm not speaking from experience myself working in Appleton, but I know the the girls and staff who work at the council in Green Bay are struggling to get into Green Bay schools. So we've actually been really, really lucky to have one of our other other AmeriCorps members, Carissa, who works for the Girl Scouts, come and help us do program as well in Appleton. So it's kind of impacted how they've experienced COVID, but we're, and like I said, very lucky to have Carissa come down and do a program with us during the week. That's great. And then are you just having to modify different activities from what you would traditionally do? Yep. We do a lot of air high fives, a lot of thumbs up, Those kind of fun distance things, yep. (laughs) Since you're part of the larger Community Corps program, I think you mentioned working with one of your other members. What other connections you've had with other people in the larger program? Yeah, it was funny because we had a week of AmeriCorps training where I didn't really know anybody. We had like breakout groups that we went to, but it wasn't until I started a Girl Scout training that I learned that there was two other girls, Carissa and then Miranda, 
who are also Girl Scouts and are serving for our council as well. So I had a chance to meet them. I've done different um, events with them so far and get to see them for meetings and stuff like that. So it's always fun to get to meet girls from across um, states. So Miranda is in central Wisconsin, whereas Carissa is in Green Bay. So kind of meeting girls across the state who also are have similar interests and, you know, enjoy AmeriCorps like I do. So. <laughs> And then Sierra, why did you decide to serve as a AmeriCorps member this year with CUNYCorps? I actually on Indeed saw AmeriCorps and I was a Girl Scout when I was younger for I think like 10 years. So when I saw that Girl Scouts was hiring, I was like, yes. And then my one of my higher ups, Gwen, she served as an AmeriCorps member. So during our interview, she told me all about it and I just knew that it was the right thing for me. That's wonderful. And then I know you mentioned Putting together slime and doing that STEM lesson was one of the favorites. Any other highlights or favorite stories so far from your service? I have to say, as as silly as this might be, I would say my coworkers, I think, are one of the highlights of my service working for the Appleton Service Center for Girl Scouts. Everybody is so amazing there. They're so kind, and it's just a great environment and community to grow. And especially since it's a, a female led thing. There's a lot of females there and that work environment definitely lifts us up. So I'd say that's probably one of my favorite highlights of the job. (laughs) That's great. And then you were talking about looking forward to working with some of the older girls in the second half. Is there anything else you're looking forward to doing with your service, either with the older girls or any other programming you have for maybe the summer coming up? I'm definitely excited to work at camp this summer. A lot of other girls in the program department who work specifically for camp and are in charge of camp are working really hard this year so far. So I'm excited to go to camp. We have many, many camps around Wisconsin, even in the UP. So being able to help those and get outdoors and be with the girls, I'm really looking forward to. So will you be at one particular camp? Will you be moving around to different ones throughout the state and the region? You know, I'm hoping to move around to different ones. I've been to two of them so far. So my goal is if I can find events and find places where they need help at different locations, I definitely will jump in where I can. That's wonderful. So what is the scope of where Girl Scouts of the Northwestern Great Lakes, what's their scope of kind of where they represent and where the, the girls are participating from? We have some places in like Wisconsin Rapids, Eau Claire, up in Marquette, all the way to the edge of Bailey's Harbor here in Kakana. And then we go down by like Green Lake area. So kind of in the middle of the state and then up in the UP as well that we have. And that'll be a lot of, hopefully a lot of fun summer camp locations to visit as well. I'm hoping so. Yes. (laughs) That's great. And then, Sierra, what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps term this year is over? I am two classes away from getting my bachelor's in psychology with a concentration in mental health. So I will be taking those last two classes using my educational award that I earned this year for working for AmeriCorps. That's great. Good luck finishing up the classes. And then any plans for what you hope to do following completing your degree? I think that I'm the type of person who kind of just goes along with the ride and when I feel something's coming my way, I grab it. So I think right now I'm in the place where I need to be and that something will come and I'll grab it when it comes. (laughs) I think that sounds wonderful and be able to grab and find that opportunity when it comes along. Well, Sierra, we just want to thank you so very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I love being able to share my story and hopefully that'll inspire others or get others involved. 
I am really proud of the work that I do for AmeriCorps. I think AmeriCorps is a great thing. There's so many different webinars and activities and different things that even you guys host as well for us for not only self-development, but also like staff and professional development that I would have never had an opportunity if I didn't join AmeriCorps. So I have a large amount of gratitude for that. So. So it's good to hear that that stuff's being effective and it's having an impact going forward. Well, we just want to say good luck with the rest of your service. Thank you so much for serving. And then good luck finishing up those classes and going on to that next step in your journey. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Up next, we're talking with Community Corps member Jeff Duke, who's serving at the Hamilton Woodtype and Printing Museum. So, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, uh, Kyle. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Great to be here. Jeff, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Marshall Clinic's CUNYCorps program this year? Well, I got this the position back during the summer, and I started working with AmeriCorps, and I've been going to AmeriCorps conferences online and learning about what AmeriCorps does for the state of Wisconsin and the country and a lot of good things, a lot of good humanitarian things related to social services and medical services. And what I'm here to do at this museum is to improve the mental health of the community by making the museum a welcoming and calming place for people to visit. That's wonderful. And then for those that don't know, where is the museum located? It is in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Now, Two Rivers is about 20 minutes north of Manitowoc. That's great. So could you tell us then what your day-to-day service looks like at the museum doing that? The most community-oriented thing I do is being a docent, which is a tour guide at the museum, for those who don't know. And being a tour guide involves showing people around the exhibits of the museum. We have so many exhibits here depicting the history of wood-type print and printing presses during the 19th and 20th centuries vis-a-vis production at the Hamilton Wood-Type and Printing Company, which opened here in 1880 and functioned for a good century or so as a manufacturer of print-type materials, wood-type materials, and a whole bunch of other materials as the 20th century continued. When you're taking people around the museum, is there highlights of the museum that you really love talking about or some favorite part of it you like showing? Yes, I enjoy showing them the printing machines from the 19th century, like the Linotype machine, the Heidelberg machine, the Ledger machine, and those are pretty fun. And I also like showing them the process of how maple tree wood gets made into a wood block for printing. So those sort of things I like showing them. That's great. And then you mentioned that being a docent was just one part of your service experience. So what are some other things you do during your service? I also help recruit volunteers. I actually don't help. I do recruit volunteers. That's pretty much all on me since I got here. That's what it's been. I recruited so far four volunteers. The first of these was a young woman who is a graphic designer by trade, and she helped us out with a couple of our printing workshops that we held on Saturday afternoons. Well, all day Saturday, actually. And then the other people I I recruited was a young man from this community who served doing maintenance work around the museum. But I also recruited his guardians, his grandmother and his mother as well, because they also come in and help him do maintenance work around the museum. So, so far I've recruited four people. That's wonderful. And then you mentioned that one of the volunteers 
that you recruited did was a graphic designer. So what could you explain the different presentations they were doing? Well, it wasn't really presentations. They were just helping out this particular volunteer. She was just helping out with the printing classes that we put on for a certain group of people whenever they signed up to do that. So that's what she was mainly helping with. But I think she also staffed the front desk during that time, things like that. And then what happens during those classes that people take? Okay, glad you asked. We take a lot of pride in those classes. These are classes like a groups of people can sign up for. For example, we've had a group of students from a university in Indiana come and do a class. We've had a group of students from an art institute in Chicago come and do a class. We've had a group of tourists come from a cruise line on the Great Lakes and do a class. These classes are where they work with wood-type printing and make their own prints, make their own posters with wood-type printing, and they learn how the process works. It's pretty cool, and we have a lot of people sign up for it, and it's very popular, too. That's wonderful. And then, in addition to the service you're doing as a docent and some of the volunteer recruitment, are there any other aspects you're doing as part of your services here? Yes, I'm cataloging donated magazine periodicals and books in the upstairs library on the second floor. This is not necessarily a formal library per se. It's more just a collection of, it's more just a place where we store a lot of the books and periodicals that have been donated to us. So for example, Kyle, over the summer, I started organizing a a lot of reference books that a professor from the, a graphic design professor from the University of Wisconsin Stout donated to us. And then just recently I got another group of periodicals from a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison who's taught drawing or design or something like that. And he had a bunch of periodicals he wanted to give to us. So that that's what I do. I catalog them and make spreadsheets of the inventory. That's great. Those going to then, some of them go on to display? Are they going to be used for some research pieces later? A bit of both, really. Some will go on to display, yes. A lot of them will be used for research. And as time goes on, I'm going to also uh, dabble in digitizing some artifacts and other things like that using Past Perfect. But that's in the future. No, that'll be great to be able to preserve those records for into perpetuity in that digital form. Yes. And then, Jeff, why did you decide to serve as an AmeriCorps member with Marshall Clinic's Community Corps program this year? Because I liked the idea of working in a community and helping them out, helping a museum out. I love museums and I love libraries. And in this job, I get to do a bit of those things at the same time. And I love interacting with the community through a very cultured and a calm place like a museum. That's really what's important because it's a place where people can go to forget about the hustle and bustle of the outside world and just kind of relax and, you know, explore with my help or by themselves and kind of put their minds at ease, you know, and have a new experience during their day. That's wonderful. And then, so what have been some favorite memories or maybe some stories or highlights from your service so far this year? One thing that I take a a great deal of pride in is when somebody, and there are a lot of people who do this, uh, tourists will come and tell me, They had a family member that worked for Hamilton Wood Type and Printing Company for several years. You know, it's such an integral part of this community. So they can understand these artifacts and what what they're all about. And so they can tell me from their own personal family experience, they know about this company and its impact on the community and on the country as it produced all these different goods and services now. Let me give you a little fast fact here, Kyle. During the middle of the 20th century, this town of two years, it was about 15,000 people, about the size it is now, maybe a little, little smaller. The company itself employed 2,000 people. So that's pretty significant. And that's why so many people can relate to how this, what Hamilton meant and what it stood for and what it still does. Another great story I'd like to, I'd like to tell is when 
people who are just super enthusiastic about learning about these this process of printing. We had one patron, well, you know, one tourist, this woman, she was so enthusiastic about everything. Everything to her was super awesome. And she was, you know, gleeful about everything we showed her. And she was like a kid in the candy store. It was really neat. So that's the kind of experience I want a lot of people to have here. And I'm glad I got to see somebody have that kind of experience here. Looking at your experience at the museum, is most of your experience directly at the museum or is some of it virtual? Most of it's directly. I'm mostly on site all the time, nine to five, five days a week, sometimes on Saturday mornings. So just a nine to five job that I really enjoy. So that's what it's become. Yep. Jeff, what are you looking forward to during the rest of your service over the next year? Well, I'm looking forward to, like I said before, using digitizing a lot of the artifacts or materials. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to continue to reach out to the community in any way I can as a docent, as a volunteer recruiter. I'm looking forward to growing with my colleagues in a meaningful way, which I've been doing already, and it's been really magnificent so far. So I'm looking forward to all those different things. And I'm looking forward to, just today, in fact, looking forward to submitting my great story for the AeroCorps people to look at. So I'm looking forward to a lot of things the rest of the year. It's going to be great. So for those that don't know, a lot of AmeriCorps members, each month their quarterly will submit to the idea of a great story to their programs to kind of highlight what they've been doing. So what are some things that are going to be in your great story that you're turning in? A lot of what I told you about, really. Recruiting the volunteers that I recruited, working as a docent, and just the way that I'm using my time here to connect to the Two Rivers community through the museum. And then, Jeff, do you have any plans for what you want to do after your AmeriCorps term ends this summer? In the future, I'd like to continue to work in museums and libraries because I've been doing that for the past decade or so, literally more than that even. So that's that's an option. I'd like to stay in Wisconsin, that's for sure. And like to probably work in like Milwaukee or Madison. Madison's where I went to graduate school. Those are something options I've been kicking around, but nothing too definitive yet. That'd be wonderful. Jeff, we just want to thank you so much for talking with us today and sharing about your service. Good luck with your AmeriCorps service the rest of your term at the Hamilton Woodtype and Printing Museum with Unicorps. And thank you. Bye. And thank you again to Sierra and to Jeff for sharing about their S-Files and giving us two more stories to file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast. Produced by Serve Wisconsin, I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for Servant, and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.